بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد أن عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها قالت كنا أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عنده فأقبلت فاطمة رضي الله عنها تمشي ما تخطئ مشيتها من مشية رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شيئا فلما رآها رحب بها وقال مرحبا بابنتي ثم أجلسها عن يمينه وقال عن شماله ثم سارها فبكت بكاء شديدا فلما رأى جزعها سارها الثانية فضحكت فقلت لها خصك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من بين نسائه بالسرار ثم أنت تبكين فلما قام رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سألتها ما قال لك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قالت ما كنت أفشي على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سره إلى آخر الحديث This hadith, we began the discussion previously just to recap the first section of the hadith which we already discussed in detail. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said very briefly the translation. She said, we the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were with him. When Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha came walking, her walking was very similar to the walking, in other words, the manner of walking was very similar to that of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, it was identical. When she saw her, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw her, he welcomed her and he said, welcome to my beloved daughter. Then he made her sit on his right hand or there is some doubt from the narrator, he may have made her sit on his left hand side. Then he whispered something to her. Whatever he had told her caused her to cry excessively. When he saw her agony and the way she was sobbing and crying, he whispered something again to her. Thereafter she smiled. I said to her, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whispered or revealed some secrets to you whilst he was sitting with his wives. This caused you to cry and when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had, when she had separated herself or she went away, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said to her, what was it that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to you? She said, I do not want to reveal the secret of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Up to this first part of the hadith we discussed and it is quite clear why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has introduced this particular hadith in his chapter. Just to recap the chapter we are currently discussing, Babu Hifdis Sir, the chapter which deals with guarding the secret. Someone confides something to you, tells you something in confidence. It is part of akhlaq and character that you respect that and that you do not reveal what was told to you in confidence. So like Rasulullah Sallallahu whispered to her something, if he wanted at that time to say the same thing to his to the wives of Nabiya Pak Sallallahu the Azbaj Mutaharat, then he would have said it loudly. The fact that he whispered it to her, it was something that was told in confidence to her. So Aisha radiallahu anha asked her, she refused to reveal what Nabi Sallallahu had whispered to her. In other words, giving credibility or giving due credence to the confidence which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had revealed to her. فَلَمَّا تُوَفِّيَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away, قُلْتُ Aisha radiallahu ta'ala says, I said, 
عزمت عليك بما لي عليك من الحق فاطمه اي جيف يو ماي قسم اي ذس ذس اكسبريشن ويتش وي فايند ان عربيك عزمت عليك از لايك وين ان اور دي تو دي كونفرزيشن اف سمبدي از ريفيوزينج ا ريكويست اوف اورز ذن وي ديبلوماتيكلي emphasize that particular request how will do that please i give you my kasam i'm asking you i'm begging from you this is the english equivalent so aisha radhiyallahu anha said to fatima azamtu alayk in other words this confidence which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam or whatever he had whispered to fatima had a great effect upon sayyidina aisha radhiyallahu anha it stayed with her that what was it especially as we see when she narrates the incident there were radical reactions to the or there was a radical effect upon fatima radhiyallahu anha first sobbing excessively and then becoming very happy when you see these type of extremes and obviously your curiosity is peaked what caused this type of effect upon fatima radhiyallahu anha what did rasulullah say to her so this is why even after his demise this or this curiosity remained within aisha radhiyallahu anha azamtu alayk fatima i give you my qasam bima li alayki min alhaq and i remind you of the right that i have over you now what right did aisha radhiyallahu anha have over the daughter of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to this ulama ikram mention that the wives of nabi pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam they enjoy a right over the entire ummah every one of us the wives of nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam enjoy a right over us wa azwajuhu an nabiyyu aula bil mu'minina min anfusihim wa azwajuhu ummahatuhum allah taala says in the quran the nabi has more right over you than your own lives an nabiyyu aula bil mu'minina min anfusihim the right of nabiy pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam over every one of us is greater than our own lives and then allah goes on wa azwajuhu ummahatuhum and the wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are your mothers so this is a right that they have over us we find in hayat sahaba there is an incident where sahaba observed the austere manner in which sayyidina umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu lived his life eating meat only once a month eating such coarse food that others could not even share that food clothes that were tattered and torn and they became concerned people were coming delegations were coming from far and wide into madina munawwara and some of the sahaba felt that if umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu obviously now wealth was pouring into madina munawwara islam the islamic state had become extremely wealthy and yet this did not deter umar radhiyallahu ta'ala from being, living such a frugal existence so they felt that if he would spend a little bit more wear a better standard of clothing in better standard of food on the one hand this would create some ease for umar radhiyallahu ta'ala and over and above that it would display to those foreign delegations that were coming the authority and the power of islam 
But Umar radiallahu's temperament was well known. If he disliked something, he was prone to become upset. So they didn't want they were afraid of this. So how to how to put the request? They approached Aisha radiallahu anha and they approached Sayyidina Hafsa, the daughter of Rasulul of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu to put this request before Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And we find that in that particular instance, this request, Umar was extremely upset at this request. Why? Because this went against the very grain of the character of Sayyidina Umar that he preferred to follow meticulously the standard of life of Rasulullah sallallahu and thereafter him Sayyidina Abu Bakr and he said, I will meet Allah and maintain that standard regardless of how much wealth it comes. So, he became very upset. But we find that in that particular incident, out of deference to who had come with the request, or who had presented to him, Umar radiallahu did not give in to his anger. In fact, when he, when he heard them out, he said, Antuma zawjata Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَكُمَا عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ حَقُّ وَعَلَيَّ خَاصَّةِ He said, you two, that is, Aisha and Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anhuma are the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you enjoy a special right over the ummah, and you enjoy a special, especially, you enjoy a special right over me, that is, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So this position and this deference and this respect and this haqq of our azwaj mutahharat the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this was something that is part of shariat and deen. Particularly nowadays when you find there are such fitnas present with the very dignity and honor of our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is attacked by certain quarters. We should keep such verses of the Qur'an, such incidents in front of us that we have to be at the forefront in defending the honor of Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Because she enjoys a special right over us. Allah is telling us in the Qur'an, this is your mother. She is the mother of the believers. So like that, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says to Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, عَزَمْتُ عَلَيْكِ بِمَا لِي عَلَيْكِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ لَمَا حَدَّثْتِنِي مَا قَالَ لَكِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She said, I give you my qasam, my oath, because of the special right that I have over you. Tell me, please, what was it that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confided in you? Aisha's extreme intelligence is exhibited here. In the sense that, on the one hand, it was a private conversation between a father and a daughter. So that privacy, it was Fatima radiallahu ta'ala and has haq and right to conceal that particular conversation. But on the other hand, this was the Nabi of Allah. What he said was revelation from Allah. And the Ummah has a right to it. So this is what Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha gave preference to, especially since whatever, whatever right Fatima had to conceal that could be recognized during the lifespan of Rasulullah Now that Nabi has left us, Aisha, besides her own concern and curiosity, she did not want whatever he said to be lost to the ummah. 
now that he is gone, if Fatima did not reveal what was told to her, radiallahu ta'ala anha, then that would have been lost to the ummah. And the ummah owes a very, very great debt to Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, in the sense that a very large percentage of our shariat is derived from the amanat dari which Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha observed in revealing before us the domestic life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That in itself is another topic which inshallah we will delve on later. Like the life and opportunities.